Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning. Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet, you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted, they trusted, and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him. For he delights in him. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a pot shard, and my tongue sticks to my jaw. You lay me in the dust of death. For dogs encompass me, and company of evildoers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them. And for my clothing, they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All you offspring of Israel, for he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. The word of God for the people of God. I'll be reading from Matthew 27, uh, verses 15 through 54. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to release for the crowd any one prisoner whom they wanted. And they had then a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they had gathered, Pilate said to them, Who do you want me to release for you, Barabbas or Jesus, who is called Christ? 
For he knew it was out of envy that they had delivered him up. Besides, while he was sitting on the judgment seat, his wife sent word to him, Have nothing to do with this righteous man, for I have suffered much because of him today in a dream. Now the chief priests and elders persuaded the crowd to ask for Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor again said to them, Which of these two do you want me to release for you? And they said, Barabbas. Pilate said to them, Then what shall I do with this Jesus, who is called Christ? They all said, Let him be crucified. And then he said, Why? What evil has he done? But they shouted all the more, Let him be crucified. So when Pilate saw he was gaining nothing, but rather that a riot was beginning, he took water and washed his hands before the crowd, saying, I am innocent of this man's blood. See to it yourselves. And all the people answered, His blood be on us and on our children. Then he released for them Barabbas, and having scourged Jesus, delivered him to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the governor's headquarters, and they gathered the whole battalion before him, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him, and twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and put a reed in his right hand. And kneeling before him, they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spit on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the robe and put his own clothes on him and led him away to crucify him. As they went out, they found a man of Cyrene, Simon by name. They compelled this man to carry his cross. And when they came to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull, They offered him wine to drink, mixed with gall. But when he tasted it, he would not drink it. And when they crucified him, they divided his garments among them by casting lots. Then they sat down and kept watch over him there. And over his head they put a charge against him, which read, This is Jesus, King of the Jews. And the two robbers were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads and saying, You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, save yourself. If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. So also the chief priest and scribe, and with the scribes and elders mocked him, saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. He is king of Israel. Let him come down now from the cross and we will believe in him. He trusts in God. Let God now deliver him now if he desires him. For he said, I am the son of God. And the robbers who were crucified with him reviled him in the same way. Now from the sixth hour there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lemma sabachthani, 
That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And some of the bystanders hearing it said, This man is calling Elijah. And one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with sour wine and put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom, and the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many of the bodies of saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. When the centurion and those with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake, And what took place? They were filled with awe and said, Truly, this was the Son of God. It was a a very loud, busy scene that Good Friday. Jesus, he had been he had been beaten, and he he was he was dragged to three different trials. And after determining that Jesus was innocent, Pilate Pilate sent him to Herod. Herod he he also felt found out there's no guilt in this man. So then he sent him back to Pilate. But the people, the Jewish people, they they would not relent until Jesus' death was imminent. Jesus, he was brought back before Pilate the second time. And then once again, he was found innocent. No guilt here. The crowd, they stood before Pilate. And Pilate, not wishing to give in to the wishes of the Jews, he he had about exhausted every option he could think of. And many suggest that Pilate, he didn't want to give in to what the Jews were requesting because, well, he, he hated the Jews. He didn't want to give in to what they wanted. But yet, Pilate could not afford to have a riot break out on his watch. So then he remembered something. He remembered that it's tradition every year to release one prisoner at the Passover. Pilate thought, surely this will work. Because surely they will not want the other prisoner released. This, this Barabbas, this horrible man, surely they will not want this man out on the streets again. He was notorious. He was a bad guy. But Pilate was wrong. It's believed that Barabbas' full name, well, his first name was actually Jesus. We have Jesus Barabbas. Barabbas means son of the father. That is We have Jesus, son of the father. And Barabbas, he was an insurrectionist. He was in prison for insurrection. He had stirred up riots. He had been a part of riots. And Luke tells us that he he was in prison for murder. So to Pilate, this is a bad guy. No one is gonna want them. No one's gonna want him out on the street. But Pilate was wrong because Barabbas was just the man they were looking for. This is the type guy they wanted. This is actually the person 
they thought they had been waiting for, this type of person. I mean, the Jewish people, they didn't like having to live under the, the power and the authority of Rome. I mean, they were just waiting for someone to come to, to bring them up to power, to some, someone to come to help them overthrow the power, the rule of Rome. They were waiting for someone to rescue them. They were waiting for someone to come and save them. They were looking for their Messiah. And Barabbas looked a lot like what they were looking for. So who will it be? I mean, they, they have Jesus Barabbas, or you have Jesus of Nazareth. Is it, is it going to be this son of the father, or is it, it going to be this son of the father? Jesus of Nazareth, you see, he was pretty notorious too. But he, he taught things like, love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus, he taught things like the first will be last. He, he actually said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. That's the type thing that Jesus taught and stood for. You see, Jesus wasn't, he wasn't the one they were looking for. They weren't looking out for him because he wasn't there to overthrow the power of Rome, you see. He wasn't there to save them from Rome. Yeah, I mean... I guess he, I, when I try to think of some violence, I mean, one time one of Jesus' disciples did cut off the ear of a guard. But then Jesus picks it up and puts it back on. He was not who they were looking for to come and save them. Pilate thought, surely they're going to pick Barabbas. Well, Pilate was wrong. The people, they weren't part of being, they weren't interested in being part of this kingdom that Jesus was teaching about. They weren't interested in what he came to save them from. I mean, who would they choose to be their Messiah? Jesus or Barabbas? It's time to choose. And the people, well, they wanted Barabbas. They wanted the one that they thought could give them freedom, but they were looking for They were looking for political freedom. They weren't interested in the type of freedom that Jesus came to give. They weren't interested in spiritual freedom. They weren't interested in being freed from the bondage of sin. They weren't interested in being freed from the wrath of God that Jesus came to free them from. They were worried about what's happening now. And Barabbas looked a lot like their guy. So who did they choose? To die? Well, they chose Jesus the Son of God. They made, well, we may say the wrong choice. Or, or did they? The people chose to be saved from the power of Rome instead of the power of sin. And the people chose to be saved by the one that looked like what they were looking for instead of choosing the true Messiah to live and to save them. The people, they actually chose the innocent one to die. They chose the innocent one to die, and they wanted the man who was a murderer free. I mean, this isn't fair. I mean, they they made the wrong choice, right? Or did they? And this is what we remember on this day that we called Good Friday. You may say, Ricky, this is, this is, 
This can't be right. How can, how can it be right for the innocent to die and the guilty to go free? I mean, that's not fair. That can't be right. How's that good? Who is it good for? It's good for us. The decision was put before the people, and they chose to not have the truth. They could have the truth. I mean, the verdict was given to them three different times. This man is innocent. I don't see any guilt. That's the truth. But the people did not want the truth. And we read in John, Jesus tells Pilate, I am the truth. (laughs) Jesus says that I am the truth. I've come bear witness to the truth is what he tells Pilate. And Pilate says in what I believe to be a, a nonchalant way, he says, What's, what is truth? I mean, a lot of you may, may have heard this recently. Maybe today, you definitely hear it in our culture today. What's truth? How can you know? Jesus, I mean, who's Jesus to you? What does he mean to you? I know what he means to me. What's truth to you? It's that Jesus says, I'm the truth. The people didn't choose the truth. And many today choose to not know the truth. The people, they chose to have the Messiah that could give them what they thought they wanted or what they hoped he could give them. They chose someone who was like them. They chose one, someone to be their hero who could help them with their present struggles. And that's the same decision that many of us make today. Many exchange the truth for a lie, and they believe that what I really need is not the truth, or the truth to me is I need just more money. I need, I need the right relationship. I, need, I just need more time. Give me that stuff. What do I need to be saved from? Well, give me money, and it'll be okay. What do I need to be saved from? Give me the right person, it'll be okay. Give me more time and I will make it right, many people say. They choose the false messiahs, the false saviors over the true messiah. They choose the lie over the truth. So they cried out that day, give us Barabbas. We want Barabbas. And today many call out for the same false messiahs to be what saved them. And then Pilate, he, he responds with a question to the people, the Jewish people, a question that we all must answer ourselves. What am I to do with the king of the Jews? You want this man, what, what, what am I to do with the king of the Jews? We just read their answer. Crucify him was their answer. Crucify him. Crucify the truth. It's not just the people that we can relate to, though. Have you ever rebelled? Has your, has your rebellion ever caused someone to, well, to die? You see, Barabbas, he was guilty that day. No doubt the man was guilty and he deserved death. Yet it was God's plan that day for Barabbas to walk away. It was his plan for Barabbas to be set free, that the guilty would go free and that the innocent would die. That was God's plan. He was working on a much deeper level. And today, the Lord works still on a much deeper 
level because we ask, how can that be good? How can that be fair? How can this be right? But God was working on a deeper level. And oftentimes, what, what to us may seem so deplorable, what, what may seem so unbearable, the Lord is actually working to make that very thing beautiful. But how? How can that be beautiful for Barabbas to walk free and for innocent Jesus to die? It's unfair. It's unwrong. It's wrong, we may say. They made the wrong choice. Or did they? God's love wouldn't send anyone to the cross, some people say. Well, that day Jesus willingly went to the cross because of his love so that Barabbas, he could then walk free. So Jesus, the innocent, took the punishment of Barabbas, the guilty. And that's why we call the terrible cross what we just sang about, the wonderful cross. That's why we call this terrible day Good Friday. That's why. Because Jesus the innocent bore the wrath of God that day so that you and I, the guilty, could be set free. That's why it's good. Bearing shame and scoffing rude, in my place condemned he stood. After the people chose Barabbas to be set free and Jesus to be crucified, Pilate, he took a bowl of water then and he, he washed his hands. And when Pilate, he was washing his hands, that wasn't a Roman custom. That was a Jewish custom. And, and the people, they would have known what he was doing. So he's washing his hands and he's saying, hey, this is not my doing. This isn't my fault. I'm not responsible here. But yeah, yes, he was. I mean, after all, Pilate is the one that gave the order for the execution to be, you know, to take place there. So Pilate, though, he washes his hands. But then afterwards, the people chose Jesus to be crucified and he washes his hands. The people, they say, (laughs) they respond to Pilate. They say, hey, his blood shall be on us and on our children. Pilate's saying, no, it's not me. Yeah, it was him. But then the people, it was them too, and they willingly say, his blood shall be on us and our children. They had no idea what they were saying that day, what they were actually saying. For the guilt of the Messiah, for the guilt of putting him to death, there would be judgment. They would have to go through judgment in 70 AD whenever the Romans came in and they they upset the city, they... They killed many, hundreds of thousands of Jews. But ultimately for those, for those who would later receive Christ, his blood would be on them. It's no accident that Jesus died the week of Passover. I mean, this, this isn't, you see, this isn't the first time that, that, Jesus, that God's people need to be saved. I mean, God's people, they were not only slaves to sin and under the power and the rule of Rome. God's people were also, they were once slaves under the power of Pharaoh, and they needed to be saved. God heard the cries of his people, and he came to save them. And what he did then is he had each family take and kill a spotless lamb 
And they were to sacrifice it. And they were to take the blood of the lamb and they were to brush it over their doorpost. And it was so that God's judgment would pass them by. That was the plan. And God's passing judgment over the people is what they remembered every year on the week of Passover. When the blood of the lamb saved them so they wouldn't have to die. And after the first Passover, after this happened, we had the exodus. The people were set free. They were allowed to leave the bondage of slavery that they were under. And this foreshadowed the true and the spotless sacrifice, the Lamb of God, Jesus. He would die so that those who believe would be delivered from the slavery of sin. They would be delivered from the wrath of God. They too would be saved and have eternal life with him. This is the new exodus. And we are being rescued from a different, a deeper, a darker slavery. Our sin, it's inside. So when the old covenant was established back in Exodus 24, the people, they agreed to the words of the Lord. They said, yes, we will follow this and we will do what is commanded. And Moses, he took the blood of a lamb and he, threw it on the, on the altar, and then he threw it on the people. They had the blood on them. Once again, the people didn't know really what they were saying that day. His blood be on us and our children. Jesus inaugurated the new covenant with his blood. It wasn't the blood of animal sacrifices being thrown on them. It was the blood of Jesus. This is a one-way covenant. And his blood is alone what was needed, the only one that could satisfy. His blood was enough. In Jesus' blood that day, it saved Barabbas. In Jesus' blood, it saves you. Bearing shame and scoffing rude, in my place condemned he stood. Sealed my pardon with his blood, Hallelujah, what a Savior.